<laughs> I'm trying to convince CJ to let me. Uh, well, together we'll move the TV so I can do one of those entrepreneurs in front of like giant buildings of like, oh, I'm standing here now in front of these amazing buildings <laughs> right. for you to feel good about the success that I'm going to help you have <laughs> when I talk to you about the thing that I've decided to talk to you about today. Probably with that voice. Right. I'm also reading a teleprompter. <laughs> Sophia and I have said a million times we were going to do like, uh, some series of stupid videos like entrepreneur coffee talk yeah. and they just be like grandiose about everything. Well, did you know I made like a million dollars last month and just be super obnoxious about being an entrepreneur, you know? <laughs> I make my own schedule. <laughs> I'm scheduling in this moment of loving myself. <laughs> right, and then the self, and we'll start talking about self-care and all the th all the different stuff, all the gurus start talking about. We've always said we were gonna do it and then never did it. But right. Yeah, it's be funny. Still time. There is still time, still time. People are fascinating, especially up close. More especially when you get them talking about the things that they love. This is From the Hip, conversations in the service of passion, purpose, and play. I'm Adrienne Gunn. You ready to play? Today on From the Hip, I'm talking with my friend Kimberly Ficklin, who calls herself the anti-diet coach, which I think is pretty catchy and makes me want to know more. Coffee talk. Already. You ready? Ready whenever. Black shirt for me. Wait, 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 well, you said black, so I was like, I'm gonna go black, and then I'll just do like a pop of some color. I love it. Thank you. What the fuck? Like, thank you, Sylvia. I'm gonna look like all hot on every couch. I can't wait for my boots to show up, though. Oh right. They're getting like custom made. Oh my god, that was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go and give you some money for your boots. That was super fun. Yeah. Are we? Are we? Do we have recording going now? Because just talking about, okay, so if I have, like, so my boot story was pretty bad. So my birthday was, shit, two months ago, a month and a half ago. I was feeling not so, I don't know, birthdays, are they hard for you? Um, well, I'm getting ready to have my 50th, so. <gasps> Fuck yeah. <laughs> right. What is it, the 9th, 7th today? Yeah. So one month on the 8th of October. Nice. So yeah, it's all. Wow. Interesting. So that's huge. It's pretty yeah. good. He's been really loud, this kitty. Uh, so the short of the story is that I didn't do birthdays well. Like I would like evaluate my life, but I'd always come out. I think there were two years where I came out on top. I'm like, my life is great, I'm doing it. But usually around birthday time, I would go into the same uh, state that people do with like, like New Year's resolution state mm -hmm. of like, have I really lived? And what did I do this year? Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this birthday was like, I was feeling low, not very accomplished. I was like 10 years having not had alcohol because the, and I I'd, I'd almost died 10 years ago from alcohol poisoning. And that's when I decided to not drink anymore. And I'm like, did I really make, did I do enough with that second chance on life? And then my 20 year high school reunion was like weeks away and I was just like, ah, and when I was evaluating from that frame of mind, I just kept coming up short and I'm just like, Meh. and I kept thinking about like, oh no, I didn't even plan a way for my friends to celebrate my birthday. Like I was just pity party, like, like <laughs> pummeling myself, right? <laughs> and I was like, you know, I don't actually want to dislike my birthday. I, I, they, I want to have something to look forward to. And I love my friends and I do want to connect. And the only thing, at that place, and I was like from a low mood, from a low state, the only thing that I kept thinking that I knew that I wanted 
was I needed new boots and there was a pair of boots that I thought were beautiful, but I didn't need them. I didn't need them, they were beautiful. So I was like, wait a minute, what if, and it was just this tiny inkling, what if my friends chipped in five, 10 bucks towards birthday boots? And I like, it was the fastest from like idea conception to do, doing that I've ever done. It's like, I had the idea on my couch. I put a teaser message out to taste. And like, I'm like, do you think you'd be into it? And then like somebody sent me money (laughs) before I even like wrote my post. So I write this post and then a bunch of people on Facebook get together and help me buy birthday boots. And now they're being custom made. Yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah. I'm serious. I I mean, people ask on Facebook for money all the time, but <laughs> I usually don't give it to them. <laughs> but it was fun. It was something about the spontaneity. Like I could tell you just like came on and we're like, let me let me see what's gonna happen. I could just tell it felt that energy about it. And then I said, I'm just gonna go and do it real quick. Yeah. And it was fun then watching the journey. Okay. Yeah. Buying some, they didn't work, sending them back. Right. Totally. Yeah. So so <clears throat> there's all this like these the uh, notifications dinging in of, of the different friends like yeah yay happy birthday to you and I just like what I wanted was to feel differently about my birthday and to be reminded that even if I tell myself I'm alone and in the world like because we can do that we can like convince ourselves that we're alone and that we're terrible at the life you know but that I wanted a reminder a daily reminder that as I was walking through the world that I was it was kind of, I would joke that it was kind of like um, the new versions of the like the footprints, you know. It's me, my boots, Jesus, and all of my friends. Right. <laughs> so, so I would have this daily reminder that I'm not alone, that I have value, that people care about me, and I and that I wouldn't be able to convince myself any of the lies that I would tell myself on any of those lower days. Right, because your boots are your new truth. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like a physical truth. truth. You don't have to like try to reframe it in your brain. You're damaged right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they're about two weeks away. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see them too. <laughs> okay. So stopping in the middle. Uh, so I'm Adrienne Gunn, and I'm really giggly glad to be here with my friend. Kimberly Ficklin. <laughs> um, okay, so I know you as a nutritionist, but you may have a different way of telling people like what you like you do for a living or what you're many things. But... Uh, well, yes, that's true. <laughs> this is true. Um, yeah, to, um, certification wise, you know, schooling, sure. I'm a nutritionist. Um, what I call myself is the anti-diet coach. Ooh. And I do that because after years of teaching people nutrition, that they really didn't want to learn so much about. <laughs> and really having women come to me uh, for dieting constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to get people to a place where they could, women, where they could lose weight, but long-term not. So it really was no different than any other diet program mm-hmm. that I was offering a meal plan or whatever, you know. And I just started to, the more conversations I was having with women, the more I was realizing that it was very emotional. Mm-hmm. And that we don't think about it that way. And that we think that um, like the way we eat should be natural. Like we should just know it. Yeah. <laughs> With all these options, like 10,000 things at the store, we should just know what what to do. And then we have some mindset issues about that it's willpower and some other things that we should just be able to say no and then not do it. And then when we don't, we guilt ourselves. And I was finding all these weird like thought processes coming up for women when I was talking to them. So then I said, okay, what can I do um, to level up from this, right? To actually really affect some change and start to transform women's lives on a long-term 
um, and be able to start having conversations around not dieting and being healthy instead and looking at it from different viewpoints and getting ready, rejecting the diet mentality, rejecting food rules and the stupid language we use that where we like bash on ourselves about the way we look or right. if we want to eat a piece of cake and we do, then we're horrible for it. <laughs> Rather than it's okay. Right. Because that certainly didn't ruin everything in life. Sometimes it's not the piece of cake. It's it's, how you eat the cake. It's so true. It makes all the difference. You're right. And you know, (laughs) we've talked about this. So yeah, we could, I could go there for a long time. But so what I did was, yeah, I wanted to find another way. And so that's, that's why when I went back to school again um, and just incorporated some modalities into my business that helped me to change mindset instead. Mm-hmm. And when I started focusing women on that, which is really hard, <laughs> even because they still come to me for weight loss and I'm like, okay, but we're gonna look at it this way. So I kind of sometimes have a hard time meeting people where they're at. I'm like, no, I want you to come here and then we'll go there. Oh. Um, so I've got to go here and then bring them here and then go there. But what happens is when they actually really let go of the fear mm-hmm. that and have some courage to, um, empower themselves and and they they utilize the mindset things that I mm-hmm, teach them mm-hmm. the transformation starts to happen in profoundly deep ways yeah and when that when I that happened that's when everything about what I was doing changed Man, so. I have so many directions I could go from what you said <laughs> like one of the things I'm thinking about is just just the realization that before you said anti-diet coach like people probably walk in already having decided what you're supposed to do for them absolutely like i'm a (laughs) little lucky when i when i work with clients that they don't quite know Mm -hmm. exactly what i do or how i'm going to accomplish it or what Mm -hmm. i do and i do that on purpose but the like people people, they think they know they think they know (laughs) they think they know from somebody who's supposed to help them with yeah with their eating Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. because they expect it's the same as what they've gotten from uh, every other diet program right so i'm no different i'm just what um uh a direct contact. Now I'm somebody that's one-on-one and it's not group. So they just start to begin to take themselves into deeper levels, but then, you know, it has to go deeper than even yeah. So that's gotta be fun to like uh, show up and have people with preconceived notion about what they're gonna get and like quickly shift their expectation of you. Yeah. I imagine you do that every every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every phone conversation. Hey, by that's the way. What, hey, do you remember who I was? Let's bring us back over here again. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Do you remember what kind of conversations we have when we're on the phone? So that's, yeah, it's a lot of that. Nice. Uh, yeah. So I happen to know, we have, uh, if you're listening, we have a cat friend, Bentley, who's joined us on the couch. Yeah. So we're all here together. You can virtually pet the kitty. I don't know if that came out right, but <laughs> take it as you will. I mean, do what you need to enjoy what's happening in your life and in this conversation. Right. So I know how the heck, like your journey to to discover this like nutritional coaching path. Mm-hmm. What, what was your call to action? Your like call to adventure. Hey, sweetie, my turn to pet the kitty. Um, (laughs) Well, I um, was a busy, stressed out corporate professional who did not do a lot of caring for herself. You know, putting everybody else in front of me. I had kids to raise and a full-time job and all of it, not unlike most women in this world. And then one day I got the stomach flu, but it never went away. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God, I've had that. Yeah. I'm so, it's great that I've had that because I get mm-hmm. to relate to 
the many people who've had just I guess it's gross to just say like, oh, I was just vomiting for several months. <laughs> I say it. I, to watch. I do a lot of lunch and learn workshops, you know, in corporate wellness. And I'll start to tell my story and then be like, OK, let me tell the G-rated version right. of this. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 not uncommon for people to have illnesses that they, they don't know what the heck they are or why they're happening. Well, they and or they just think it's normal. Right. That's really where we're at. That's where I was. And two and a half years, I was misdiagnosed. And so even the doctors thought it was normal for me to be ill for that long. You know, I mean, mostly for the most part, because they really were just like, yeah, we don't know what it was. Here's another medication. Yeah, we don't know what it is. Here's another medication. And have you noticed I, I really want to call a nurse hotline and actually tell them some of my old symptoms from the many different challenges I've had health ways. Um, I don't recall the specific phrasing, but it's something like, um, like, is that inconvenient in your lifestyle? Or is that like the times when I like, it was like menstrual bleeding for like flooding for hours and hours of time. I've been bleeding for an entire year. Yeah. Is that getting in the way of your life? And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but like the, the level at which- it's getting in the way of it. <laughs> right. Now with the one happy face, uh, the unhappy face and number 10 being the happy face. Right. Circle one in between. <laughs> the level at which medical professionals will allow you to be in excruciating pain. Oh my God. And pretend it's normal and just give you like, like if we can lessen the pain of this in several degrees, like you could have heartburn for your entire life and that's okay with them. Right. Absolutely. That That's actually a good thing that you brought that up because that was really the start of some of the issues that I was having when, but I never thought about it. So for years I had reflux, GERD mm -hmm. actually I was diagnosed with, you know, they put the little scope down my throat and the whole bit and put me on, um, medicine and I was on that for years and that was a precursor to a gut condition which is what I have <laughs> but they don't look at it that way so now when I'm talking to people and I'm like who has acid reflux and everybody raises their hand I'm like okay well y'all need to be talking to me because that is a precursor something's not right is that normal but we all think it's normal because yeah. our doctors say it is and um there's prescription uh, commercials on that tell us it's normal to yeah. Everybody takes a prescription for something, which we do. Yeah, yeah. Well, my favorite part of that, so so there were years where I had acid reflux and I had, uh, I would wake up and it would take three hours for my for my nasal passages to clear. Um, I'd always have like inflamed tonsils. There were all of these things going on, symptomology, that, that people are like, oh, I know. In the commercials, they'll show you for things like Prilosec or right. whatever the drugs are. They'll, they'll show you all of these specific foods that you want to eat, but they're painful. Like it's almost to tell you what the problem is. Yeah. In the commercial, right. they're like, yeah, having having pain and having your food come back up, that's normal. Right. What? Yes. So crazy. I know, it so, is crazy. <laughs> tell me, I, I may know the answer to this. I have been someone who's <laughs> like not, a, I'm a really fast learner in some instances, and I'm not necessarily a fast learner in others. So I'm really curious, like how long were you in pain and sick before something sh like massively shifted before you figured out a new path? <sighs> um, probably a total of, yeah, two, th almost, probably almost three years. That's not that bad. Some almost people three. Yeah. are like, well, I mean, actually, cause if you go back and you look at the reflux and all the stuff <laughs> ahead of it, right. Yeah. Then it was decades that right. I didn't realize, but once, 
really what happened was after the all those years and 12 medications, I had something called a gastric emptying study done and then they diagnosed me with wow. gastroparesis. Interesting. So it's just a paralysis of my stomach. I digest slow. Okay. Um, so they're like, great, there's no FDA approved medication. So all these 12 meds you're taking. And I mean, like literally this is your life. So yeah. for two and a half years, we couldn't help you and we still can't. Now go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Like, we don't know. Literally, that's what they said. Now go. Have fun. <laughs> live your life. And um, really, it's this kitty's really going to town on my finger over here. <laughs> that didn't sound right either. <laughs> <laughs> You're so oh cute. God. It's like sucking on my finger. You're so cute. Um, <laughs> where was I? Totally lost focus. <laughs> well, your doctors had just sent you out. Like, yeah, we don't have a solution so, for you. Bye. Right, right. So the reason why I am so passionate about what I do is because anytime I can get in front of a camera, or, um, anybody, a talk, a podcast, whatever, and begin to have conversations like this just openly with people, and I can plant one seed for one person can save their life because literally this saved my mm -hmm. life. I was uh, went to work, um, went to lunch with a friend uh, when I was working, and I was complaining like we all do when we're working. <laughs> and I was saying that I'm sick and blah blah blah, and you know the doctors don't know what to do. And she said, "Yeah, have you ever tried a probiotic?" <laughs> and I know it I know. sounds funny, right? I live in a holistic bubble. I'm learning right. that I live in a holistic yes. bubble now, and I think everybody knows what. But then I didn't know either, right? And yeah. so. I said, no, I um, I don't know what's that. Because <laughs> I really just knew Western medicine. I knew what my insurance covered and mm -hmm. I didn't go outside of that because <laughs> this is a whole nother mindset thing I talk about is that we really don't value ourselves enough. We allow other people like our insurance company or our boss or, or our employer to say, this is how much you're worth, like only yeah. what your benefits are, right? We don't realize there's more and they don't encourage us to do more. right? And it's sick care, not health care. We, we rely on getting sick so we can use the benefits, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I said, wow, let me go see what a probiotic is. It's, there was a point in my life, I was fortunate to have been introduced. My father took me to a chiropractor when I was 12. So different types of medicine outside of the standard Western medicine. I was, I was slightly introduced to that and yet, for a very, very long time, I didn't know about probiotics. I didn't know about herbs. Like there's, there's a whole giant world of oh. healing that people don't have access to. Oh yeah, they do, and they just don't even realize it. Again, going back to when you, unfortunately, when you have a job, for the most part, it's whatever. You're just, what you know is what your insurance covers, you know? And, um, and we don't look outside of that box. So again, for me, it's really important, especially to get out in front of corporate people who are working right now are the people that I want to touch their lives because they're, they're unaware of the things that I know now mm -hmm. that can help them. And they're really simple, not so hard. Probiotics are a pretty darn easy thing compared to taking Hyomax for stomach cramps. <laughs> you take a probiotic and it's beneficial to me rather than yeah. having side effects, which is was amazing. When my friend told me that, what it did was it really sent me on a, a crazy path of finding things that would work that were holistic yeah and what i did was i i went crazy with herbs and supplements and things and i just i got off all my meds in about five months that's awesome yeah about five five months and i was feeling amazing but then i was taking a lot of supplements and so i was like okay i i just kind of replaced pills for supplements and i i need to go further uh -huh. but i didn't know where or how or what to do and i didn't even know even at that time that somebody like me existed i had right. no idea 
Yeah. I still didn't know that there was a nutritionist somewhere that probably could help me further. Because again, my doctors never did food intolerance tests. They never talked to me about food at all. Okay. At all. Okay. So this is hilarious. <laughs> so you went from like, I've got these 12 medications and now yeah. I've got these like 25 bottles of herbal supplements and all sort of thing. Pills for pills, right? Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to necessarily jump your own punchline. So forgive me if I do it, but I learned something recently. Hilarious. So um, it turns out profound healing uh, is very simple. As humans, it's already a part of who we are. It's, it's connected to breathing, moving your body, and the things that you put in your body for fuel. Amen. Like, we already have that stuff. Yeah, Just, we have everything we need. It's ridiculous, We ha but there's no, there's really not a lot of money in helping people find out that they have everything they need. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, initially there is because you have to teach it to them, but then yes. once people are self-sufficient, Right. Well, that's that's always what I say. I'm going to work myself right out of clients. If I'm mm -hmm. doing the job I'm supposed to be doing, then I'm going to teach you how to do something long term for your health. And then you're not going to need me anymore. I'm not going to I don't want to be I'm not a doctor. No. So you're going to keep coming to me every time you get sick. You may need to revisit things if you need some support. But other than that, you know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So going back to the food, they never right. said anything about food. And then that's where I went next nice. was then I went to school, quit my job. Hello, entrepreneurship. Okay. Do you remember that moment? <laughs> that like that crossover point where you're like, mm -hmm. F this, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this new path. Like what, mm -hmm. do you remember I when do. you said yes to that? Can you tell me about that? Yeah, it was, can I be myself here? I was freaking scary. You <laughs> you be yourself I was gonna here. say, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much myself I could be, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was fucking scary. It was really, really scary because I, my the same friend had been telling me you should just do this on your own you should do this on your own and i kept thinking i i remember saying i need a job i need a paycheck i have to pay my bills and um basically it was sitting in my doctor's office and he said i'm going to take you out on medical leave for a couple two weeks was all he was going to give me even though i'd been sick for two and a half years yeah um go find a new job because this job the stress of this job is creating your illness basically it's right. making it worse and i remember going home and thinking Two things. I didn't want to go back to the job in two weeks because the job was very stressful. Yeah. And I didn't, how in the hell was I going to find a job in two weeks? So talk about adding. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> I'm going to take you off work and give you a chore. That's, That's going to be stressful. far more anxiety than actually going back to your job is. Right. And uh, I remember talking to my husband. I said, I can't do it. I just cannot do this anymore. What can I do? And... Um, and that's when I was already on my path. So it was, it was a no-brainer, but it was really scary. I remember packing up my office and my boss was really mad because uh -huh. I was just leaving like on a whim. I was, I said, here's my two weeks. My doctor gave me a, but I'm not coming back. <laughs> like literally today I'm packing up my stuff. I won't be back because oh uh, I have two weeks of medical leave and that right. did not make her very happy. So right. it was scary. It was really scary. And I remember leaving um, in the car and crying and there was this release and this fear and courage and empowerment and all these crazy mixed up like emotions about what the hell am I doing and what am I going to do and what am I really going to do? And, um, but at that point it was about getting myself well first. Right. And then once I did that, I felt, um, wow, I did this shit. <laughs> I think I have something to teach other people. Nice. Yeah. I have had moments like that. I wonder sometimes if it's when it's about health, it's a lot easier to say yes to it. They, they talk about that as like a negative motivator. When you get into the world of, of, a personal development and then and then 
trying to, to life hacking and that sort of thing. We talk about like how you're motivated. Are you mm -hmm. motivated from pain mm -hmm. or negative motivated? Are you motivated towards something? And I almost think it doesn't matter so long as you're moving. So long as you're moving. Yeah, right. Forward. There are some people who get addicted <laughs> to pain motivators, but like that, that thing of like, this is kind of life or death. You yeah. almost don't have a choice, which is nice. I want to contrast that with what it's like now to be well and keep choosing yourself each day and, and on, the, on this path. Because that, you almost didn't have a choice. You had to find a new thing, yeah? I had to, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I really had no choice. And here's the thing is, is that most people come to me when they are where I was at. at. Yeah. Like when the, once they have no choice and I keep trying to say, be proactive, not reactive. Um, because they'll say, well, I'm not sick. Well, I wasn't sick the day before I woke up sick. So I mean, and yeah. I and I had no precursors to a to a health condition before my labs, all that kind of stuff. You'd think I, I was fine, mm -hmm. but people wait until the pain happens. Yes. Um, I don't know whether I, I think I agree that it doesn't matter what what is the motivator as long as there is one, mm -hmm. and then you don't sit around and do nothing about it. Right. That you actually t take a step forward, whatever it is. Yeah. So these days. What what is it that that gets you up in the morning that keeps you wanting to go out and help people? Because it's fun to it jump on fun. a path when you're like, oh, I need this because otherwise I'm gonna be in pain and whatnot. But yeah. like, you're how, how does it feel to be a, a one of you right now? A one of me right now. <laughs> does that make any sense? That question's terrible question. Well, it's different, and it's it's a constant struggle for me. So mm -hmm. I know people think that just because um, you know I'm a nutritionist, then that must mean that I do everything perfect all the time. But I say I'm not no different than the auto mechanic that has broken down cars and the right. You know, I mean, I I I don't have a nutritionist supporting me. <laughs> I don't have somebody that I call and I'm like, okay, so I just ate a bag of Starburst on the way over here to say Adrian in the car. Was that right, wrong, or should, what should I do now, right? right? Like, I don't have that myself. But um, it's it's interesting. What I, what I really do like to do is um, I don't like to be an entrepreneur in that I didn't realize how much work that meant. <laughs> like, I didn't right? know that I had to know campaigns and CRMs and uh, marketing and uh, how to collect payments and all this other business stuff. Huge. When all I really want to do is have a conversation with women on the phone about their health. Yeah. <laughs> and now I can move them forward. Right. But instead, I spend a lot more time, 75% of my time doing all this other back end stuff that people I think don't realize. I know I didn't realize. Huge. That there was all that. Like, we're dropping, like, okay, we're just take a pause because that's a huge point that you're making yeah. up. Uh, most people that do something in the service industry are driven by wanting to freaking help people. There's the path of, I hurt, I found a solution. Oh my God, I love it. I need to share it. I'm one of those people. When I find something that works, I want to share it with yeah. people too. Right. And most people that are like, I know I'll go into a business aren't thinking, hey, what I want to do is learn all of the aspects of running a business. That's not their motivator. They're no. wanting to help people. Right. And these days in order to match yourself to the people who need you, you actually need to learn all this business crap, right? So much, <laughs> so much, so much. If somebody will say, oh, another, oh, you you should know, you should be on Reddit. And I'm like, I don't want to learn one more social media, not one more platform, one more thing. I don't right. want to learn anything else other than what I do that I can pass on to other people. Yeah, there's a point at which that, like in some ways you can hire that out. Mm -hmm. 
sometimes there's a point where you're like you're at a, you're at a place financially where you do need to do it yourself. That's new school you have to go to, yeah. Oh my Figure gosh! Out what the heck? It's called business school. Business school. <laughs> it should be. There should be an entrepreneur school. Like just teach yeah. entrepreneurs all the back end stuff, and that maybe you should do that before you actually become. Like, go in and take a little test. Am I going to be a good entrepreneur? Learn do you know you spend twenty four hours a day by yourself? <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint here. So I actually went to business school. So the, here's the hilarious thing. So you could even get a master's. You can have an MBA and have no idea how to be an entrepreneur. Oh, that is practical application of anything. You can learn anything out of a book. So, so I had gone to college for a while, jokingly saying I wasn't like, what's your major? This was when I was like 18. What's your major? It's like anything, I mean, something creative, anything but something useful like business. And then 10 years later, I go back to get a degree in business specifically, advertising and marketing. So in the chunk, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of learning. Most of what you learn is what really large companies with a lot of resources do the decisions that they make. And some of that, there's the philosophy behind the decisions, and that's, that works, that's useful for being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm, right. But most of it's like, okay, cool. How do you, how do you have no resources, no, no money? How do you, how do you go from zero right. to f phenomenal, to useful? Like, how do you do that? And there's, there's really not a lot of that unless you specifically even if you go and learn about entrepreneurism, because there are some degrees in entrepreneurism. Well, yes, yes, of course. But strangely, there are so few. Right. In the standard format of higher education that focus on entre entrepreneurism, because, because we're freaks. Right, that's so true. <laughs> right? Sorry, I'm going to spit on you. We're like who wants don't to spit do on me? <laughs> who wants to do that? It's so true. I don't know, freaks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I know weird people like I'm us. gonna make I it know. up yeah I have this idea I, I just know that even when I probably part of my stress in my job is that I don't play in the sandbox well with my bosses <laughs> yes I really don't and so um I was always I'm always I'm like an underdog lover so I'm the girl that I was always in some kind of mid-management at least yeah and I'm the girl where I saw the what they would consider lower level employee coming out of the boss's you know, um, office crying. I would go in there and say, oh, Susie left here crying. Don't you think you should go? And my boss would be like, get out, right? So I'd yeah. always be in trouble for like trying to stick up for other people. Right. And so, yeah, I realized that I wanted to be my own boss so that I didn't have to worry about getting in trouble when I wanted to. That's fair. Have a passion for other people. Yeah, yeah. Like really, <laughs> that's what it boiled down to, so. Well, and the good news is that like, even even the days that are stressful and ground level, trying to figure it out and being scrappy and, and finding people is that there, there can be these days where you meet the version of you and you get to be that change mm -hmm. for them. Yeah, it's pretty amazing when, when what you do, when you get to see it unfold. When somebody says, I had this brilliant, amazing aha moment after one of your workshops the other day, let me share it with you. And it's something that gives you chills Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's a deep transformation of something they realize that came up for them about, you know, food or an eating emotional emotions behind it. And then it's like, wow, OK, this is why I do what I do. Yeah. Like this is it right here. Nice. All the other stuff. It just if it's funny because it seems to compound. But then when something like that happens, it just kind of melts away. Definitely. Do you spend time thinking about your favorite parts of your business when you're actually doing the parts you don't like? 
no, but that's like a really good idea. <laughs> no, I think I get bogged down by the parts I don't like. Yeah. That's a great idea to take just like five minutes out of the day when you're starting to feel too stressed out, right? And yeah. just go maybe journal a little bit or just not even sit in silence and appreciate, try to recollect something. Yeah, I remember, okay, I don't remember where I read it. There was a blog at some point where they're talking about actually uh, deciding to hire yourself as your own assistant. I don't know if you've heard of this concept. Mm -hmm. So like, I like to play make-believe. I have background in acting and such. So I was, when I get grumpified at the things that I don't like doing in my business, like emails are not my favorite. Right. And the list of things I love being in front of audiences. I love connecting and doing creative things. And so what I do sometimes is I hire myself to go into the back office of my house and do the emails. And then I sit there being so super excited as my assistant, I'm, like I'm, I drop into the assistant, I'm, I'm Stacy, I'm an assistant for Adrian. I do this so that she can get up on stage and show up for her podcast. And Stacy. <laughs> I don't know why my I'm assistant- I'm gonna call Stacy from you know, now like, on. I like, I like jump Stacey. into that and I'm like, because I do this, she can do this other thing, right. you know, going into, and, and I do the best I can to like, these are the things that I do so that I get to sit and be, because I've taken care of this email, because I've taken care of this thing, I now know that Adrienne gets to show up fully when she's in one-on-one -on -one session with her clients. Right, right. Like, That's a great reframing. I like that. I'm going to try it next time. Yeah, I, you can you can steal that. You can Thanks, have it. I appreciate that. <laughs> can I share it with other people if it yeah. works for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Model it. Use it. Steal it. I'll give you credit. Oh, that's sweet. Um, so CJ was telling us we're we're near time. Yep, I think so. Okay, but so I want to ask one thing. What's the what's the most fun thing you've been saying that's been really working out for your clients lately? That they're like, oh my God, can you, does that come to mind? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. probably the, the one thing is that, oh, because I teach intuitive eating, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I have this analogy where we're going back to being an infant and where everything is intuitive then. And when we, when is the time in your life when somebody said to you, parent, aunt, uncle, eat this, not that, eat this much not that much you know what i mean those uh -huh. kind of things that right now is where women are starting to realize oh i never realized that that intuition's always been here nice and so i think that's probably key right now in moving forward with thought process and stuff yay yeah nice i love it well so i'm We'll probably play again. Yay. I would love to spend time with you. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. This thanks is our, me. this camera here, These are. this is the person that's that's potentially watching us. Oh, because I've been looking at to the side the whole time. Oh, that's okay. I, I probably could have been nicer about that and told you earlier. So if you I wanted to wave. a couple times. You can edit <laughs> Thanks for out. being here. <laughs> thank you if you joined us, uh, you know, on on the listening devices. Thanks for being here. It's probably not as exciting on the listening devices. Well, they didn't get to see the cats. Like, I know, finger and stuff. To... <laughs> <laughs> Did you see you fingering the kitty? Yeah, I was fingering the kitty. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're okay. He's okay. He can handle adult content. Well, that's how that went. 
Thanks for joining us on this episode. Thanks for watching, listening, I don't know, reading, inviting, however you took this in. Thanks for being here. And if you really enjoyed it, I'd, I'd love it if you would do all of the things. Uh, like, share, I don't know, ring a bell, bang a gong, tell a friend, and come back next time. I hope you had as much fun as I had.